Hello and welcome to our second attempt at Lord Help the Mister, uh, <laughs> our our sophomore, our sophomore episode, <laughs> if you will. I'm Katie, and the giggle plus is Emily. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I'm laughing because I we, you already told a lie, and it makes me giggle. Why did I tell a lie? Oh yeah, it's actually our third attempt. It's not. It's not actually our second attempt. It's our yeah. It's our third attempt. We made we made one, uh, and it was terrible. <laughs> so so we decided not to bother you folks with it. <laughs> yeah, that, I I don't think people wanted to hear us go off on terrible. Well, maybe they did. You know, maybe that's going to be for like the archives. You know what I mean? Well, once they get to know us a little better, maybe they can. You, you maybe we can. I have can open. I can angry open tangents. That. Yes, I can open that up to that. Right. We can send a poll out. Folks, do you want to hear us go off about our childhood? Yes or no? (laughs) Or like those notes you used to send out in middle school. Do you like me? Check yes or no. Or like a choose your own adventure book. We're like a a choose your own adventure podcast. (laughs) How could we do a choose your own adventure podcast? Because we would say, oh... Oh, you know what? You could. You could be like, to choose this option, listen on this date. To choose this option, listen on this date. And it'll be like, so if there's anyone out there, there's Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. (laughs) Your dog's always the podcast crasher. It's adorable. I love it. Yes, she really is. She likes to bark. She likes to bark. Sorry. Why? Don't apologize for her. She's just speaking her mind. She's telling her truth. She is telling her truth. She's speaking her truth. Yeah. So um, enough of that, folks. Um, tonight we thought it's we're going into week four of quarantine. And both of us are kind of, we talked a little bit in the last episode about me being COVID grumpy. Mm-hmm. And so we thought we would expand a little bit. Not, not complaining, not bitching and moaning, but just talk about... Um, the feelings that we are having and the feelings that you might be having. And maybe you can be like, yes, somebody else feels the way that I feel. And one of the things that I feel is that I'm scared to death to go to the store. And not for the reason, no, not for the reason you might think I am. I'm not scared of getting the virus and I'm, I'm, I'm not scared of transmitting the virus because I don't have it. I am scared that people will judge me for what I have in my cart as not essential. Are you only, are we only supposed to be buying non-essential or, or, or essential items? I don't, I don't know. Cause we're only supposed to make, yeah, one trip a week to the store for necessities. Cause like Wait. on the Facebook, on one of my mom's group, someone was just judging somebody for buying a bunch of Easter candy that they saw in the store. Well, and I, yeah, what? but okay. And I'm like. This sister candy isn't, it is a necessity. It is, you know, I haven't bought sister candy yet, but it's not only a necessity for my kids, but I have to eat like a pound of candy a day right now or else I, that just gets me to normal. <laughs> a pound? <laughs> not, not really. No, I, no, 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 no. There's so much I have to unpack about that. That's why I just, I had to take a long pause, not only for editing reasons, but, um, that's real. But why are you? I know, so I'm worried someone will judge me. So I make Sean, my husband go to the store and he's not afraid of anybody. 
So I make him go. So I don't have to. Like, has anybody? Because I don't want people I mean, to judge me. Well, who cares what some asshole says on Facebook? Not that I'm well, calling this person an asshole again. There, I am the one that says all the alienating things. God damn. But nah. like, screw that, man. Like, whatever. Like, don't judge. I I am one to talk because I literally um, buy myself mountains of marijuana to to get myself through. So I am in no place to judge. <laughs> but like, I I got very emotional when I saw a very similar thing when somebody was commenting on how somebody said that in Colorado and people were laughing at it. Um, in Colorado, people uh, were, that alcohol and uh, marijuana was considered essential. And they were like laughing at the fact that that y'all are such that, stoners that yeah, but like that but it's the same thing like they're like judging the fact that some people need this stuff to like just like get by or you know they're using I mean? it medicinally like truly medicinally or that's or thing, you never know or you or you just need it because you need it, and that's fine too, you know what I mean, so. Right, but wouldn't they feel bad if they were, like, really judging, like, a cancer patient or something? Yes, they would. Like, people are, people are really judgy. Yeah, I know. It, That's why you just got to be like, fuck them. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It just scares me, so I stay in my house. I hear you. I hear you. I'm just trying to give you a pep talk, I think. No, it's not going to work. I mean, you didn't ask for one, and I'm glad that you don't go out because I don't want you to die, so... Well, I'm not going to die, but well, no, you. There's a very real chance my husband could. <laughs> yeah, I know, but <laughs> for Easter candy. <laughs> no, for but those mini Cadbury eggs are so fucking delicious. No, no, it's not those that I would die for. You know what I would die for? Are the peanut the butter Reese's eggs? eggs? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They have the perfect ratio of chocolate to peanut butter. Oh, yeah, and you can't get that in a regular peanut butter cup. Mm-mm. Reese's peanut butter cup, you ask? Brought Let's... to you by Reese's peanut butter eggs. We Hold on, I had this thought in the shower that we need to stop thinking that we would be so great that anybody would reach out to us to be our sponsor. Because that sounds a little too, um, I don't know, aggressive maybe as a pitch? Hey, if you want it, ask for it. Uh <laughs> I um I think that that's why it's funny. <laughs> I, I I know, Katie. I'm just bringing that up for the people that don't understand humor and irony, which brings me to my next point. I, I I'm really trying to keep humor and irony through all of this. So cool. <laughs> well, thank you for your point. Yeah, I, I mean, I think humor has its place, but it's also like the jokes and the memes and stuff. Like, yes, one of our one of my sisters shared a meme with me today that her or not even a meme, um, a picture that her that her neighbor put up, who's like a stay at home mom and doesn't work, so she's she's homeschooling her kids. But and that's hard enough. Let's leave it there. Even if you're a stay at home mom and you're homeschooling your kids, that's enough. But those of us who have jobs and have to homeschool our kids, it's also very difficult. And because a lot of jobs are expecting the same amount of productivity from us, even though they know we have young children at home or children at home and, and, you know, and everybody feels like they need to be productive through this pandemic. And well, why why does it have to, why, why does it have to be a pissing contest in general? 
Well, I know. Well, no, here's the thing is it was a picture and the woman had um, a little beautiful chalkboard like like Karen's do that said first day Corona Academy and she's chugging a glass of wine. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's just like it's just not it's not funny on so many levels. Like it's it's just not funny on so many levels. I know, but there are some people out there that would find it funny. Yeah, the kind of people who like are forty and wear sequins on their butts. Yes, exactly. And cute track suits and now who's alienating listeners? <laughs> I am. My apologies if you have sequins on your butts. <laughs> Oddly enough, there's that Venn diagram again of people in Nebraska. Celine Dion fans and people with sequins on their butts. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then our listeners, which, you know, <laughs> we'll see about that. But so I, I'm voting. Um, I know who would have the sequins on their butts based on our listening, based on our 30. Yeah. But, but you know what, everybody? We had 32 listens and I'm pretty. Isn't that what you said, Katie? 35. 35. 35 mm-hmm. listens. And I know like four of them are probably mine. I think it counts individual users. It counts listeners and then it counts users. So if you've already listened, I don't think it counts you as another listen. Oh, well, see, here, there you are. See, so you know what? If there's one thing I learned from doing improv and starting stand-up comedy is that even if you have like a person in the audience, you still you still perform a show. So here we are. That's why we're doing number two, our sophomore episode. <laughs> to, to, well, you're laughing at the sophomore episode. Well, that's what they call it. Like when uh, when a musician releases their second album, their sophomore album. Yes, I know, Katie. Oh. Oh. No, it's no. Sorry. No, it's fine. I'm it's just explaining. Fine. Yes, you are just explaining explaining but <laughs> so yes no i i totally it's it's been rough it's does anybody real. else feel like they're being judged if they're out on the street like if people are going to look at them like so my husband is a defense attorney he's a public defender and folks need their to get out of jail right now that's like a number one problem um because because everything slowed down people are staying in jail longer than they need to and so he's working his butt off to try to get folks out of jail and do plea, different plea bargains and get things signed. And he was walking to the courthouse in Cedar Rapids, which is, you know, about 25 minutes north of where we're at. And some guy was honking at him. And Sean was like turned around and couldn't figure out why. Like, did he have toilet paper stuck to his shoe or, or something? And he looked around. <laughs> The guy rolled down his window, put up his middle finger, and said, "It's fuckholes like you who are making us all sick. Go home." And Sean was so stunned. He was just like, "But, but I'm an essential impl- worker." Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. even Sean, who's a pretty good arguer, like doesn't get caught off guard very often. Was just like, "But he's like, I, I don't have anything to say about this." <laughs> yeah, he was sad. Oh no, poor Sean! I know, and he so never now he has nothing to say. He ne- that's not a thing with Sean. I'm sorry, I don't mean to talk over you, but that 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 when he has nothing to say about it, I know, right? And mm. I'm worried that's going to happen to me. I'm like, so I don't know how other folks are coping with staying in their house and stuff. And I know a lot of people might go out and take drives, and so finally we tried that because on Sunday today is Tuesday. 
on Sunday, the kids were super squirrely and they were like, everybody was in a really bad mood. So I just like said, that's it. We're going to go, we're going to get some snacks and we're going to get in the car and we're going to go for a drive. And we just Mm -hmm. did. And it was lovely. We saw like a herd of deer and it was incredible. And I'm just like, I know we probably shouldn't have done that. But then, but then anytime a car came up to us, I'm like, are they going to judge us for being out with the kids? Because they want kids to stay at home. And, you know, like everywhere I went, I was like, oh, God, are they going to judge us? And until it got dark and nobody could see the kids, I, I was kind of on edge. Because I just really don't know that I could handle someone yelling at me right now. Well, that's fair. Oh, yeah, that's real. I know. You know, <clears throat> last night um, I I went into my Winnebago. By the Winnebago. The Winnebago. Oh, the Winnebago is famous slash infamous in my neighborhood. Shout out to the neighborhood ladies. Um that was dumb you're really you're really white oh shut up i know i am but anyway so i checked into it and uh (laughs) see i made that slip um i i had to go into it because we haven't run things in a while but Uh like i i went i walked into it and like immediately i stepped into it and i'm like uh dylan i'm i'm gonna be in here for a while so (laughs) you can just you can just go back inside, and I swear to God, I felt like I was checking into a hotel. Right. Like, it was, and that sounds so stupid and, and like, silly, but it's, like. No, <laughs> it would like, be nice if we could check into a hotel right now, like, even just to get away from our walls, you know. Or just, not even check into a hotel, I don't know, like, just to see other People, although I am lucky though, because I'm still. Oh God, I hope Mom doesn't listen to this. What? Uh, well, because I'm still going into work because I have to again because I I don't want to lose my job and I'm a I'm a I'm a teller and they I can't work from home and I don't have any PTO, so mm-hmm. they're like you have to go into work. So I've been going into work. And, like, the lobby is closed, and it's by appointment only, so people can't come in, like, just anybody. Um, and we screen people, like, if they just have to deposit a check, then we send them to, like, a drive through or whatever, because we don't have a drive through So, anyway, so I'm still going into work and stuff. So, I'm still interacting with people every once in a while, but it's not my favorite people. Right. So, anyway, it's just, it's just... Yeah, I hope mom doesn't listen to that because she is making me panic because you're talking about how we're how we're reacting and I have decided today that I am indeed well, I didn't decide today. I always knew this. But then I'm a panicker. And that is how I am coping with all of this stuff is I start to panic very quickly about everything and anything. And um and part of that is like my mom is concerned, mom is like convinced I'm going to die. Like, she has convinced me that I am going to die because of, like, when I had pneumonia and all that stuff and, like, all that weird junk that I have with my lungs. Yeah. She She's, like, convinced me that I'm going to die. So, like, I'm a panicky. So, like, I've been panicking and panicking and panicking. So, like, that's that's my thing. And I think that's real. And I think people need to hear that potentially in some, maybe some other form. But anyway. No, I think panic is, is okay, too. It's okay to be not productive and it's okay to not pay or to be panicky and it's, it's okay. 
there's no right, there's no perfect, there's no anything because this is all kind of unprecedented territory for the vast majority of people who are alive today. Right, which brings me back and to your point of you shouldn't worry about being judged because yeah. we're all like there's what there's no bench there's no benchmark there's no like so let me anymore. let me add a caveat yes it's not please. so much like people can judge because i'm sure people judge me all the time at the store anyway because i'm fat and if i have like candy in the cart for kids or whatever they'll be like well she doesn't need that candy she should get some bananas or whatever but um so that kind of rolls off my back but i don't want anybody to yell at me that i, I couldn't handle because i would i would I would, it would either go one of two ways. The first way is I would just break down and cry <clears throat> and put everything back from my car and go home. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that I would get in a fight. I could imagine there'd be cops involved and assault charges. And, and realizing filed. that it's a good thing that I have a public, you know, a criminal defense yeah, a lawyer doc- as a husband. Yes. Because I would just, all this anger and all this whatever that is this anxiety and fear that is boiled up will just explode on the first Karen that says something to me. Which is why you need to go howl at the moon. Get all that no. pent up aggression up. That's a real thing that's starting. The howl at the moon thing. I'm sorry, I have to say it. So folks who aren't in Colorado, um, Emily, can you explain the howling at the moon? Yes, at eight o'clock at night, you go outside and every you just howl at the moon, like legit, like go out like a wolf and howl at the moon. I would probably sound more like a coyote in heat. It doesn't matter. Every it's just it's who cares? I went out and actually one night it was like really misty and dark, and I went out and played taps. Um, and I don't know if anybody heard me or not, but it made me sad that the fact that people who have COVID and who are dying are dying alone mm-hmm. <laughs> and I play trumpet. So, um, I actually went out and I was playing from my garage. I played, played taps before all this howling at the moon started. So anyway, so I started doing that, but then I heard somebody howling and I'm like, what is happening here? And then I went on the onlines and it's a thing. People are are telling you go out at eight o'clock and you howl at the moon. And it's just a way for everybody to just like shout, <laughs> I think, and just get it out all at the same time. And like there's videos, there's some really cool videos um, online. Uh, it started, I think, in like Congress Park area, probably of Denver. Um, and it's just like a bunch of artists just like saying, go out there and just like scream your guts out. <laughs> and I think it's fantastic. So, so maybe we should all start howling at the moon. I think we should start howling at the moon at eight o'clock. Maybe and that's I don't... what Ruby's doing when she parks. And I don't know. And I'm pretty sure it's just eight o'clock <coughs> your time. I'm not sure if it was supposed to, if it's supposed to be like eight o'clock Mountain time. Oh, but I, I, yeah. I I don't think that's the case because then people on the East Coast would be howling at like ten o'clock and they'd be like, "Shut the fuck up!" That's real. No, I'm sure it's eight, eight, 8 o'clock local time would probably be my guess, Emily. Yeah, I don't want to piss off, like, the East Coasters. <laughs> hey, I'm from Boston. I can't have my lobster. No, I, that was, I don't know what the hell. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know what that was and why it came out. And I'm so <laughs> very sorry Don't take that. my lobster. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that what? <laughs> I never 
Boston. Yeah, Boston. I hear that. I, I'm pretty sure that's the state motto of Bo- uh, of of Massachusetts. Massachusetts, don't take, don't take a don't, lobster. Don't take a lobster. Or and don't the car, car too far. Too far. <laughs> oh my God, Katie, we are quick and quack. I'm sorry. I think I said that last time, but it's like a hundred percent true. Why? I think I'm like because like just the way we interact with each other and the way we laugh at our own jokes. Well, duh. <laughs> and because we're funny. Yeah, I know. I know that. We just have to convince everybody of that. Oh. Not everybody. Just the people who who care about us. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Like, I know it was only, I know it was 35, but I feel like it should have been a little bit more than 35. Because, like, I have more friends than that. And you have more friends than that. So, like, what asshole friends weren't listening to our podcast? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Folks who that have wasn't... stuff to do. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously. No, I'm sorry. I'm just being silly now. Listen to our podcast. It will brighten I... your day. Did it well, come up weird. that I... Oh, go ahead. I was just say, just did it come up that I do improv? Yes. At... Okay. So that's maybe uh, why sometimes I go it on comes up. It comes up all the time, ma'am. Like, you first meet somebody, you're like, hi, I'm Emily. I do improv. <laughs> did you? So if I'm hi, stupid I... and make a stupid joke, that's why, because I do improv. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's so true. Oh, no. That's uh, okay. It's okay. The first, like, five seconds anybody knows me, they know I speak French and Italian and German. And so. And, well, and it's, it's just really. It's all good. It's just really important to justify my social awkwardness because I say really inappropriate things at really inappropriate times. Like what? Like, I, I don't know, admitting to a bunch of people that I like butt stuff that I really don't even know. Like, because I was bored and and tired of really boring conversations. I don't know. Like, I do stuff like that. Hmm. But Interesting. I don't like... I don't like... Let's just be clear. I don't for the, like for the record. For the record. I don't well, that's unfortunate. Like, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I can't say I don't like it. Okay. This is a weird conversation to have with my sister. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not that weird. You it's brought true. up butt stuff. That's true, but that does bring up a good point about our upbringing as far as, like, how sex and, like, all those things were, like, just, like, a total no-no. Like, mm-hmm. you just didn't... We did... Remember when I screamed out, um, you're not even a tiny little orgasm? But I meant to say organism. Do you remember this? No. I did that. I did that. I did that. And, like, and I was, like, and but I didn't know what it meant. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't know that. And I remember bugging you for, like, three days like katie katie what's an orgasm what's an orgasm you're like i'm not gonna tell you i'm not gonna tell you i don't know i'm not gonna tell you when was this i was in third grade oh that's probably because i didn't know probably i mean (laughs) i assume that yeah no i assume that now but (laughs) (laughs) well like here true story i didn't know that a person that a virgin was somebody who'd never had sex I thought a virgin was somebody who, who, who was never m- married. And so, like, when I was, like, literally in my sophomore year of high school, I was joking around with some friends, and they were like, you're such a virgin. And I was like, well, yeah, we're f- 15. When are, we're not going to get married. <laughs> everybody just laughed because I can remember asking mom when I was, like, six or seven or eight maybe it was a little older I don't know but what a virgin was and she said it was somebody who'd never been married 
And I just, as smart as I am, carried that with me, apparently, till I was 15 or 16. Way to go, Katie. That's yeah. good for you. Mm-hmm. Confusing. Confusing, but good. Yeah, um, well. Well, no. So I have a very similar story, actually, where um, I thought that you could get pregnant by French kissing. Ew. I know because, but here's why. Because, like, I was like my education, and we were all brought up on movies, right, Katie? Uh-huh. So, um, so like I would see like people kissing on TV, and then like on in a PG movie that I would be watching or whatever, there would be a baby nine months later. So, like, I assume oh, that yeah. that like French kissing had something to do with getting pregnant until I was about like I think twelve. Um, and when that was brought to my attention that that was not real because I, I mentioned that I knew what a condom was and where it went, but I didn't understand why it would prevent pregnancy. Like it didn't cause, cause I thought right. it was cut anyway. So no, that's, this is, I didn't understand what a, like an erection was. I remember them teaching us about it in like fifth grade Ew. and like not understanding what it was like for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> ew. Right. Though, it is pretty I feel, ew. I feel like even the word erection is just a terrible word. All right. Yeah, anyway, moving right. on. <laughs> moving on. Let's. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Yes. It's hard. Moving there. on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and like working. Dylan's still, my husband is still like working from home and he's in the medical device industry. And he said he's been working with suppliers um, of his to like reprogram their software so that they can make PPE stuff. Mm. So that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, going back to like what we're doing for COVID stuff. Oh, but, but that's not the story I was thinking was relevant. Was have you seen that thing online where the um the the mother walks in on the interview on the BBC guy? The mother or the kid. Well, oh, sorry, no, the kid. So the kid yeah. walks in, and then the mother runs in, and then grabs the kid, yes. and like whatever. And but have you seen have you seen like the redone version of that where like if that were to happen, if a mommy was was interrupted like that? And no. It, like, didn't, and it like didn't go that way. It's like nice and like not so like. And it's just it's interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> so it just reminds me of, like everybody who's like trying to like. How would it go if it happened to a mom? Um, they would like turn turn around and 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 be nice and, and like acknowledge what's happening and like say hi everybody and like. You know what? I didn't actually watch it, but I'm assuming that's what it is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You've been outed. Oh no. Well, that's real smart. on that's real on Zoom calls. Um it's just a thing. Things things happen. Um we've been doing we I I feel like cuz we did a Zoom call with close family friends in Chicago. <laughs> and that was fun. Why is that funny? No. It's not funny. I laugh oh. when I enjoy something too. Not oh. when I'm, not when I'm laughing at like bitter irony or um, I don't know, I don't know, sadness or your face. 
burn. Wicked burn. Oh, wicked burn, as the people of Boston would say. God. <laughs> My face is pretty funny. <laughs> Thanks for funny. pointing that out to me. And I, I don't buy essentials at the store. And I. Oh, wait. Is this is it my fault that you feel judged? <laughs> I sure hope not. It, it probably is. Oh, no. no, that's terrible. That's no. so terrible. It's the fat girls complex. Oh, that's real. Which is sort of what we define like the needing to please others and to not be judged and to just kind of be invisible and to kind of shrink away. And I'm of course not that type of person, and I feel like it. It's uh. But people expect that of you or of us. But expect that of me, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Also being just like a female, I think. Did you say that? I'm sorry. I don't often listen when you talk. Huh? No, I didn't say it. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Of course I listen. No, I have but, to listen. Well, you have to listen now because we're recording our conversation. And that's what this really is, folks. This is, this is basically how we talk. <laughs> <laughs> folks we don't often we also you know what we address the audience even when we're not doing a podcast that's why we're like real too we should just record ourselves because we're already saying hey folks we ask for sponsors of our of our conversations too but it's usually just like our husbands who sponsor us by watching the children which is kind of nice and now a word from my sponsor get upstairs (laughs) i'm going (laughs) that's more well my relationship is really interesting because it's really the roles the traditional roles that you think of are sort of reversed my husband is very 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 maternal Mm -hmm. like I think he would have breastfed if he could and I'm not I'm not saying that to be funny I'm saying that because he genuinely connects with our children in a way that a lot of dads may not and so because of that I'm like whatever <laughs> like I'm the one that's like listen to your father when he's yelling at him <laughs> or like, yeah you're like, adding the adding the the pep in the background from the peanut gallery whether or not it's needed <laughs> that is real not about yeah. you I'm not saying that about you I mean no you it get... is it is real about me but yes but it's all yes no that's also real very similar to my relationship but the fact is is that you make you know, as far as like Money is concerned. At least you make your own money. So that's cool. Oh, I don't want to say well, that. Okay. Well, no, it's totally cool that you say that. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, I, uh... I just, I did, I'm a, you know what I also realized about myself? And I think this has to go back to the panicky business. Because you're alone with COVID and your thoughts? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, is that I am panicky and I am very worst case scenarioist. No, oh, wait, what yeah. Like 100%. And <clears throat> it just, it's just ingrained in us, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, when you grow up really poor, you have to have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, a plan E, a plan F. <laughs> Like, just in case plan A, when it doesn't work out. A through F, and then A through Z doesn't work out. And then you're like, well, we're going to go to the... It's like an Excel spreadsheet. Next time. You're going to go to the double A's and the double B and the double C. And then you just keep going until something sticks. Yeah. 
that's, oh, that's real. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So poverty is like an Excel spreadsheet in a lot of is, ways. It, and is uh, it? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking. You're the smart one. You just have to have a lot of plans. And so it, the panic and the having lots of plans and the what ifs and the things play a daily part of your existence. What is my existence? I hate having every single thing with me is an existential crisis right now. Everything. I'd say that's pretty fair about pretty much I everybody. Know. Like everybody now is alone with their thoughts and their family and they, you have to like even the least introspective of folks i think it's going to turn in that that this is ripe for everybody being maybe like super introspective maybe that's why people are being such dicks because they're being super introspective and they hate themselves because most people are stupid Ugh, oh god you're not wrong about any of that Ugh. This is see see this we're back to the COVID grumpy which we promised well we promised we wouldn't I don't think we promised oh, did no. we promise I don't know if we promised or not I just broke one of my ceramics <gasps> no which one yeah which one a bowl a finished bowl from when like I was in undergrad oh no yeah that's really sad oh well well at least you're alive. Mm-hmm. Ceramics break. It's all good. But you should um, talk about what you're doing with your ceramics because it's really lovely. So I'm making. So I'm really in my artistic sort of work. I'm interested in poison. Poison, really, actually, like, and the historically who have been the poisoners, and it's typically women. Because we've had access to herbs and flowers and the types of things that are kind of like like kitchen gardens where you could grow if you wanted to some deadly nightshade or whatever. And um, so I've been super obsessed with poisons and how they're used. And so I make poison flowers, um, like bouquet arrangements out of ceramics. But lately I've been making mugs because I've been thinking about the vessel that would be used to give the poison to somebody so I've been making a lot of mugs. <laughs> so I'm trying, in the month of April, I'm trying to make 60 mugs. And then at the end of it, I'm going to have a sale. And I'm going to auction. So folks, buy a mug. And I'm going to auction them off. I'll be your, I'll be mm-hmm. your auctioneer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to auction them off. Mm-hmm. I'd be the best auctioneer. Everybody, Let's do everybody you, loves to guilt- hear me speak. <laughs> <laughs> You would you would guilt people into buying a I mug. Would. I'm really good at that. I think I was a Jewish yeah. mom in like my past life, or a Catholic mom. Oh, or, or just, just I don't mom. know a mom. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> there needs to be no religious, ethnic, or ethnic identity qualifier. <laughs> That's true. Let's unpack that for a half a second. I guess like the guiltiness of being <laughs> yeah. a mom in like in any creed nation code i don't i don't know i don't know what to say help me miss mm-hmm. but like the guilt no because like they because the moms are underappreciated sometimes okay yeah well i think we're just expected like we've talked about this before to, to be everything and so we put those expectations on ourselves and 
then there are things like the Facebooks and the Pinterests and the things out on the interwebs that make us feel like if we don't do those types of things, we're somehow falling behind. And so, and that's, and I that's mean, glaringly obvious right now, right. For a lot of people. Yeah, it really is. Like, it's funny people in this third week, like <laughs> all the people that are, that I know who've like set schedules and home to homeschool their kids and they've torn them right down. They're just like, Nope, this isn't going to fucking work. That's exactly, like, that's exactly us. Have some frozen chick. Yeah, I know. Have some frozen chicken nuggets and watch your iPad for all I give a yes. shit. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yes. I even like, like at first we were all baking and yeah. Well, after I stopped panicking, then I started baking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yes. That was right. But right before I was uh, admitted into um, the the loony bin, like I just um... oh fuck, I forgot. Whenever I want to talk about something uncomfortable, I do this on stage too. Whenever I start talking about something very vulnerable, I get very nervous. I'm here to support you. I know, honey. Thank you very much. That's why I love you very, very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It just all sucks, people. I'm very, I'm, I'm feeling very pessimistic right now. I think that that's like a week three or work week four quarantine thing. Yes. Or social distancing, as it were. Yes. Because we I... don't have a set end date. You know, it, the end date keeps getting pushed back. And so, well, we don't even know what that end date means. Like, what does the mm. end date mean? Does that mean that we can like magically go in the street and start singing musicals and like, you know, or does it mean like that we're allowed to just like go to the store without masks? Like, what does that mean? You know? So yeah, I have a feeling we're going to be wearing masks for a while. How so, about the? Oh, uh, here's another thing I'm afraid of. What? Okay, folks. So I have an open folks. container of of N90. I say folks because it's more inclusive. I know, honey. I have an open container of N95 masks because I do woodworking and I tried to give them to the hospital, but they won't take it because it has been opened, which is fair. And so I don't think that's the case if you were in New York, but keep going. Well, here in Iowa, they wouldn't take them. Right. And um, they have to be closed so that they can be sure. I don't know why. I'm sure that they can be sure that they're not damaged or compromised. in any. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I know. I just want anyway. Keep talking. Mm. so now that we're all supposed to wear masks i'm like well this is great i have a few masks that we can just all put on and i and i know the proper way to use an n95 mask because i use it for filtering ceramics and you know wood and and stuff like this but i'm afraid to wear it out because i don't want somebody to think that i took that i was a mask hoarder Because I'm not. I just happen to have these from when we sand at our floor. And you're just, and you're worried that they're going to yell at you. And I am worried they're going to yell at me because I've seen folks yell at other folks. Yeah. And, and people are, shit's cray cray. So people can get crazy and right? say and threatening I, things that make you feel very uncomfortable. Like everybody's crazy right now. Like we mm-hmm. all, like the less we interact with each other, the better probably. <laughs> right. So if you see me out in an N95 mask, it's because I've had it forever. And it was from an olden container. And the the hospital wouldn't take it. Oh, it's okay, honey. You know, I think that this is just the maker's way of, like, trying to see how much, how many people he can get to dress up to look like bandits. 
Because everybody's everybody's walking around with a band, which I made, by the way. And I made it. It was hilarious. I made it off of a friend's um, husband. He made a a very informative video on how to do it with just like a bandana and some hair ties. His name is Mark Cooley, actually. And um, he's a DJ. No, he's actually like a composer. He like his music is pretty cool. Anyway, I guess did I just name drop? I think I just name dropped. Um, you did just name drop. Anyway, he put out a really good bandana video, and so I made one. And and then I was like, I look like a pirate. Arr! And then like I see all these a other pirate. Yeah, and all these other people like like oh wait, it's not a pirate, a bandit, a bandit. <laughs> a pirate is a different thing than a bandit. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so I think it's just their way of trying to get us to all look like pirates and bandits. It's like their little game, like their little game of chess with us, you know, like Westworld. Do you watch? I don't watch. I don't watch Westworld. I don't. Is this going to be another thing that you talk about that you don't watch even though? (laughs) No, 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 no. Well, kind (laughs) of. But I think I get the general sense. That it's just like that it's like a game and that like we're all pawn like it's pawns. It's like the whole like matrix oh, thing. Oh, did you just ruin this for everybody now? I don't know. I've never watched it. But I have watched <coughs> but I have like come up on Dylan when he's been watching a few when he's been watching it. And so like I get the premise kinda when they talk about it at the end, thank God. Otherwise I'd be like, What the fuck am I watching? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. That just, no, that just got a little real right there. Oh. Got super real. I don't know. I've been reading this book by a friend of mine who writes about the solitude and sort of feeling of, of being a new parent. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yes. my Yes. It's really, really good. And so shout out to Lynn. But um, one of the things she did was write she published in her book was an essay that was just she told herself what does it say um i'm gonna read it while you're doing lines from a journal i kept after my son was born and i promised myself i would write at least one line a day and um there's all sorts of things in here that are like really sort of poignant to obviously being a new mom but also um also uh what's going on with with uh covid and stuff and it's like um it's like being put on a spaceship to the moon as if someone kidnapped you and wrenched you away from your previous life the old skills no longer apply and i read that and that kind of stuck with me it's like our old coping skills our old coping mechanisms everything that we have no longer apply to this because it's all so weird and new um and i thought that that was really beautiful because it's true yeah that is all right so basically that's the sort of theme of our of our day uh, of our podcast, I guess, is that the old skills indeed no longer apply. And so, Correct. I'll t- yes. So everybody out there, you do you, you do what keeps you sane, take some time for self-care, um, do some introspective thought thinking, but don't, but be, be careful, go down inter- an existential rabbit hole. 
Well, it's hard not to, but also just be, just be careful. Be careful being alone with your own thoughts and just reach out and talk to somebody if you can. Call us. We're, we'll be happy to talk. Oh, hell yeah. I'll talk you you I'll could talk be on our anybody. podcast. I'll talk to anybody. I literally will talk to anybody. It's gotten me in trouble a few times, but I'll really, truly do it. <laughs> and so I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll close with another excerpt from the, the book that I just read from um, with something about. So it's, I'm learning all about life from scratch. How do you sit in a chair? How do you eat from a spoon? How do you pick up something and put it in your mouth and chew it and swallow it? How do you crawl? How do you pull up to standing? And I think that that kind of sums it up. Like, how do we go get through this? We're all learning everything as we go and it's new and it's scary and we're just going to have to relearn how to do some things and that's totally fine. Um, Katie, that is beautiful. But do you remember when I told you that I did improv? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just bringing it back. Um, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, you just that's... took away my somber moment. <laughs> I have to. It's self-preservation. I um, know. No, uh, so like when I when I started doing improv, like that's like what really it it grounds you. It puts you in the moment, and like yeah, it's actually kind of good to like relearn to hold your spoon and it's good to relearn what it looks like to brush your teeth and what it looks like because you don't really you didn't focus on that before you Mm -hmm. know it's not something that we took time to notice and I think it's very important to take time to notice yes and and look around and think and yeah so perfect thank you Captain Obvious (laughs) brought to you by Captain Captain Obvious um (laughs) So thanks everybody. Keep keep safe, stay well, and we'll see you uh, on the flip side. And we need a song from Katie because she didn't do her song. So what song are you going out on, Katie? <laughs> oh shoot! Um, How about um, dear Theodosia, what to say <laughs> to you? You have so that's what we started. I'm a Hamilton. I got the song. I got the song this time. Yeah, you did. You did. I'll try to sing more in the next one. Lovely. I love it. Bye, everybody. Uh, Thank you.